0: hello ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in to aoa here on this wednesday folks it is the last day in august which means it's the second to last day of farm progress 2022. if you've been listening to aoa this week you may have heard we are broadcasting live right now i'm sitting on the grounds of the farm progress show i'm in booth number 928 that is the trelleborg mitas booth we're talking tires today's show we're also going to talk global supply we're going to talk investments and growth in the construction and material handling space. And we're going to take a look at these markets, folks. We are seeing the markets down again today. That ongoing sell off has continued in the grains. Jackie Holland of Farm Futures magazine will join us in the third segment of the show. She's looking ahead to what the markets are doing and what farmers are intending to plant for 2023. We're going to talk with Mark Morgosian. He's the regional marketing manager for the Americas at Trelleborg, and he oversees material handling and construction categories as well. Boy, there's a lot of activity in all three of those spaces. We're also gonna check in with Clayton Nevins. He's a senior agronomic scientist at Pivot Bio and soil health is on the mind of a lot of growers here at Farm Progress. In fact, Trelleborg will be doing a soil health panel at 10 o'clock this morning here in the booth. So do come by if you're gonna be on the grounds. And if they come by the booth, there's a really high possibility you might have the chance to speak with Chris Neider. He is the marketing and training manager for Trelleborg. And Chris, let's talk about the tires we've got on display we've got half the booth with a red floor we've got Mitas
2: tires over here what can farmers see if they come by the booth Mike, top of the morning to you, first of all. And yes, thank you for saying that. So we are Trelleborg Wheel Systems, marketing the Trelleborg brand tires and the Mitas brand tires. So we have a nice selection of Mitas product because Mitas has a huge portfolio of product. Row crop tractor tires, sprayer tires, spreader tires, combine tires, tanker tires so come on by the booth we've got our experts here kurt kramer paul koenig and ryan kerrigan they love to talk tires so come to buy and talk to us
0: chris as i was walking around the booth i noticed the egg tires sitting over here they look a little different than tires i'm used to seeing they're not the traditional 45 degree traction lugs like you see on a tractor tire what what are we dealing with over there what's mitos what is
2: that segment So that Agriterra caters to what we call the tanker tire market. So if you have something where you need to carry a heavy high load and you need to go very fast, that's the tire. It's not a very deep tread because as you just said, it's not, traction is not needed for this application. This user needs to carry a lot of weight, and I'll just say a manure tanker person. So you're gonna load that tanker up, so you need a very high load index tire. And you know the tanker guys, uh, they drive pretty fast down the road because they wanna make more runs. So this is a 40 mile an hour speed rated tire, or it's a D category tire.
0: Okay, all right. And you know, when you think about those speed ratings, the categories, the, the different details that go into each tire, Chris, I understand a lot of that information is written on the sidewall of the tire but if you're outside the industry a lot of times it's tough to understand make sense of all of those numbers you're going to be running a little clinic
2: later today breaking that down for folks what can they expect yeah one of the things uh, we called it the abc of tires so yesterday i explained IFVFCFO cfo technology today i'm going to talk about all the information that's on a tire sidewall i'm going to do that at three o'clock So if you've ever wanted to know what the numbers, the letters, things mean, you're going to get the chris knighted philosophy here uh this afternoon so uh, i'm excited to, to talk about that
0: and chris if, if i'm a grower if i'm a person who uses tires do i need to know what those numbers mean or is this just more for curiosity sake? what what's the value for well, me in well, knowing what those numbers mean yeah
2: you need to know those because one of them uh, is the tire size so you want to replace the same tire size on the vehicle unless you're going to do some switching but the load index is on there, which talks about how much load the tire can carry. That's a big deal because many times the same size tire will be made in different, what we call load indexes. So your your tire dealer really is who's gonna be the expert there. You wanna match that? We just talked about speed. You know really in the ag world there's two speeds there's a 25 mile an hour tire which we categorize as a8 and then there's the 40 so you want to match that speed with the equipment and let me tell you how things are going and and we see it here at farm progress everything's getting bigger it's getting faster so a a lot of our tires now are 40 mile an hour rated tires so yeah
0: it is incredible we are a an industry that's picking up speed and Chris as as I look around at some of the other Mitas tires you've got here. I see a lot of HC. We've got 1,000. I see the HC 3,000. What what do those numbers differentiate in here so, in the tires?
2: Yeah, so the HC 1,000, that would be our sprayer tire. So if you you own a, or operate a sprayer, uh, that is going to be a tire specifically designed for that. The tread pattern's a little different. Some of the tires say NRO. That stands for narrow rim option. So you're able to put that size tire on the same rim that you're running. So sometimes you have to make a rim change, but the NRO designated tires will let you run the same rim. The HC3000 is the Mitos combine tire. So we're just coming to combine season. Those tires, uh, here we go with an acronym again, built with CF. Oh, technology that stands for cyclical field operation and in a simple sense think of a combine of its going through its cycle loading and unloading that tire is able to be temporarily overloaded for a short amount of time as that combine loads up then the cart comes along and unloads so during that period the tire is under tremendous stress it is not good and uh, that technology CFO enables the tire to be temporary overloaded again for a short amount of time
0: that is incredible And the tires built to take that temporary. it doesn't shorten the lifespan of the tire that's the design
2: absolutely that's exactly why we designed the tire like that so you know we're trying to help the users reduce their cost you know we're in tough times right now so anything we can do with the technology that's what we do to help the end user improve their tire life or extend their tire life which will reduce their cost
0: well chris we are getting up on harvest season those combines are going to be running in the field there might be some growers out there doing some checks on them maybe finding that their current tires are at the end of their life what's availability look like for this harvest season can meet get some combine tires out
2: in time for harvest to start rolling one of the advantages of that mike is we have a plant here in the great state of iowa in Charles City. So we're producing a lot of product here, uh, we do produce some product overseas and we all know the, I don't wanna say horror stories, but the challenge it is of bringing product from Europe. So with the plant here in Charles City, it really helps the availability now. Again, the market's tight, Mike, as we've been talking. So I suggest get with your supplier, get the order in. Uh, we are in some, good shape on some things, it depends on the tire sizing, but it's a challenge, get your order in. All
0: right, folks, you heard it. That is the name of the game this year. Be aggressive, be assertive, be early. On getting those things, you need to get locked in. We've been talking to Chris Snyder here at the Trelleborg booth, number 928. Come by, 3 p.m., learn what those sidewalls mean right here at the Trelleborg booth. We'll be back with more from the Farm Progress Show right here when AOA returns.
3: Choose the proven performance of the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, featuring high-yielding Extend Flex soybeans and the exceptional weed control of Extendamax herbicide with vapor grip technology. Elite genetics, triple herbicide tolerance, flexibility that delivers results, backed by 25 years of innovation. That's the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, the system of choice. Extendamax is a restricted-use pesticide. Always follow stewardship practices, all pesticide label directions, and check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state.
4: They say if you listen hard enough, you can hear the corn grow. It's true. When you're out in the field, you understand its challenges and what it needs to thrive. Channel Seedsmen bring insights from the field to our team of bear plant breeders. Their knowledge inspires our product development. From your best ground to your most challenging conditions, our products are designed to perform in your fields. Visit ChannelListens.com to see our latest innovations. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. to help boost your retirement savings. They're easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's brought to you by AARP, so you know they got your back. You are a genius. Take charge of your retirement. Go to
5: aceyourretirement.org
4: now. That's ACretirement.org A message from AARP and the Ad
5: Council.
0: You're listening to AOA, Agriculture of America. This is Mike Pearson, and you can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world.
1: Keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed on AOA. Now back to Mike Pearson.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. AOA continues here at the Farm Progress Show 2022. I'm very excited. One of the topics that is under conversation here at Farm Progress. It's been under conversation in the world of agriculture for some time, and it's soil health. At 10 o'clock, we will be doing a panel here at the Trelleborg booth discussing soil health with our friends from Continuum Ag. If you're on the grounds, come by and see us at 10. But we're not the only place discussing soil health and discussing what's next for crop nutrition. Pivot Bio is here. Clayton Evans, a senior agronomic scientist with Pivot, joins us. And what is under discussion at the Pivot Bio this this week, Clayton?
6: Yeah, th- thanks for having me, Mike. So, with, with Pivot Bio, um, our, our big thing this week is we're kicking off our sales launch. Um, so, we have um, a, a product this year which is called Pivot Bio Proven 40. Um, you can apply it liquid in furrow, and we also have an on seed application. So, um, applying that Proven 40, that 40 pounds of nitrogen on the seed itself, um, supplying 40 pounds to the plant over the growing season. How does that work? How are
0: you supplying forty pounds of N on the seed as a as a seed treatment effectively? Am I understanding that
6: right? Um, y- yes, we're, we're, it's on seed. So it, where a seed treatment maybe is, uh, uh, you know, we're thinking more on seed. Where when we're applying it at, um, at planting, that, that on seed microbial, um, it's going to grow with the roots as the roots are growing over the over the growing season during the vegetative growth stages. And as those roots are excreting sugars or carbon into the, into the rhizosphere or into those roots, though our microbes use that carbon and that sugar to take nitrogen out of the air and supply 40 pounds of nitrogen, spoon feeding it over the growing season, over those vegetative growth stages
0: so no i'm not an agronomist clayton i was a liberal arts major in college the science is fascinating to me but if i understand you correctly it's it's this microbe is going to be performing effectively the same function as as nodules on a soybean plant is that right it's it's taking nitrogen out of the air and converting it into a form the plant can use and you're applying it to the seed. do i get the technology right
6: yeah, yeah. So it's, it's working with that, with that root. So it's, it's taking the sugars from that root, taking nitrogen out of the air that the plant normally can't take up itself. But with our microbes, we're taking that nitrogen out of the air and then feeding it to the plant in the form of ammonia. So 40 pounds of, of nitrogen over that veget- those vegetative growth st- stages over the growing season
0: fascinating and I guess maybe we jumped into this a little too quickly Clayton pivot bio is a name a lot of people have heard you guys have made a big splash in the world as, as you continue to bring these technologies to market but what what is pivot bio you mentioned microbials what's the core of pivot bio
6: yeah the uh, I'd say the the core of pivot bio is the fact that, that we're trying to supply um, supply a microbial nitrogen source for, uh, for corn, so Pivot Bio Proven 40 is, is approved for corn. And we also have Pivot Bio Return, and so that's used for um, small grains, um, such as sorghum, spring wheat, and, and millet. And again, is that an on-seed treatment? We or do. An
0: on-seed microbial?
6: Yes, so Pivot Bio Return is, um, you could apply it liquid in-furrow, or it's also going to be available on-seed this year. This technology, these innovations
0: that are coming out in this space, Clayton, they've been coming fast and furious, it seems. The microbial movement, I remember talking about it 10 years ago, and the conversation is wholly different now. What is it that's changed in the world of microbials to see it grow and to to reach kind of a, a critical mass level here? We're seeing growers adopt it. Has the technology improved? Have we gained a better understanding of microbials?
6: Yeah, it, it is extremely exciting just to um, think of how far we've come in, in such a little amount of time. So you think of of the Haber Bosch process and and that chemical revolution, right? That was over a hundred years ago, and and it gave us synthetic nitrogen and synthetic fertilizers.
0: And Haber Bosch, this is the process by which we create ammonium fertilizer. Correct, correct, correct. Okay, yes.
6: and so it's just been recently that we've um, had the had the capability to. To, to think about this from a biological perspective with, with microbes, and um, like you mentioned, it has been a, about a decade now. Pivot Bio was founded in 2011, so we've been working on this since 2011, and we now have those two products that I've mentioned, Return, which is 25 pounds of nitrogen to the crop, and Pivot Bio Proven 40, which is 40 pounds of, of nitrogen where does it
0: go from here Clayton 40 pounds of nitrogen in a year when we've got nitrogen prices spiking like they have been is a big gain what's the next step where do you see pivot going what more can be done with microbials I guess is my big question
6: yeah so so I think the big next step is 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 what we are excited to talk about right now this week that we just launched which is that that on seed product so that that really is a uh a completely new way to to think about supplying nitrogen to your crop where we're putting it on the seed um, and and spoon feeding that nitrogen over the growing season. So we think about getting the product on the
0: seed. If I'm a corn grower, I'm buying my corn from my my dealer, from my rep, I've got it on my farm. What's the next step? How do we get the Pivot BioProven 40 on the seed? Does it go to you guys? Do you come to me? What's the process?
6: Yeah. So you would work with your um, independent sales reps. So Pivot Bio has over a um, thousand independent sales reps, and and they would um, help you with that with that application of on seed on onto okay. your seed.
0: Okay. So you, I'd bring my seed to them, get it get it ready, yes. and then bring it back and yes. get it in the ground. Correct. Once it's planted, especially the on seed, once it's planted, what are my next steps? Am I just working a regular crop nutrition program on top of it, then just knowing that the the added benefit of that 40N is there, and I can pull it out of the
6: equation somewhere else? Yeah. So that that is um, that is the idea that when you're using Pivot Bio Proven 40, it's 40 reliable pounds of nitrogen that's not going to leach uh, through the soil profile or volatilize into the air. You can uh, you can rest assured that that 40 pounds is making it into the plant. And, and
0: is that just because the action is happening in the root zone, that's where the conversion takes place, so it doesn't have time to mobilize through the, the soil?
6: Exactly, because it's the, those microbes are living right on the surface of those roots. And, and in, order, uh, in order for the microbes to, to take that, that sugar and live with those roots, it's, it's in turn giving that nitrogen directly to the roots. And it's not just storing the, the nitrogen in the soil, it's storing the nitrogen in the plant. That is incredible. Is it And maybe this is proprietary.
0: So if it is, uh, you feel free to, to push the question to the side, but is it one microbe? Is it a soup of microbes? Do you call a group of microbes a soup? I don't know the technology. Can, can we talk a little bit about what the, the base is for pivot bio, bio
6: mm-hmm. Yeah. So pivot bio 40 is two microbes. Um, and and so when you if you bought the liquid infero product you would see that it comes in two uh, two different packages and both of those packages is uh, each is a different microbe uh, which are fermented or grown separately but when you apply them you're pouring them both in the tank at the same time so proven forty is, t- is two microbes
0: and do the the microbes so, the, so these are bugs these are living mm-hmm. creatures that that are now working and interacting together in the tank do they get along do they it, what's the shelf life once the mix has happened
6: mm-hmm. yeah so once you uh, for the for the liquid in product um once once that product is into the tank it's, it's we're recommending that um you apply it shortly thereafter um so the idea is that w- once you have that when you're ready to roll and, and get stuff in the ground then that's when you'll you'll do your tank mix and and get out in the field
0: gotcha all right quicker the better in the name of the game right Curious, looking out at uh, supply chains, supply availability. If, if I'm selling corn seed, I'm growing that seed the year before and then getting it to market the next year. You're growing bugs. You're you're growing microbes to get them out to the consumer. How much of the market can you capture next year? How many growers are, are you ready to work with? Is it full full on nationwide?
6: Um, yeah. So, so like I mentioned, we have um, many different sales reps that are that are working with us this year and. Um, um, w- w- that we did just have our sales launch uh, this week, so I, we, we have um, big ambitions, but, um, but yeah, as, as we move into sales launch, like you mentioned supply chain, that, that's one of the things that we're working on is to get an idea of, of the product that we want to produce and um, uh, making sure that we do have enough product for, for all of our customers.
0: Because it takes time, right, to, to grow these microbials, to get the, the concentrations that you need in order to get them out, uh, out to the public. As, as folks are thinking, maybe they're looking at microbials with a little bit more seriousness here in 2022, given commodity prices, where can they go to learn more about Pivot if they didn't make it to the Farm Progress show this week?
6: Absolutely, so you can go to pivotbio.com. Um, so if you, if you do go to pivotbio.com, you'll be able to um, use our sales rep locator and find the sales rep in your area. Um, and then you can also follow us, follow us on social media. We're active on all of those main platforms.
0: What's your uh, what do we look for on social media? Just at PivotBio at, at uh, any of the social
6: media sites? Absolutely. At PivotBio.
0: We can do that. Folks, we have been talking this segment to Clayton Nevins. He's the senior or a senior agronomic scientist at Pivot Bio here, talking to growers at the Farm Progress Show 2022. Clayton, thanks for coming by. Thank you very much, Mike. And folks, stick around. We're going to be talking markets a little bit when we return. Jackie Holland of Farm Futures will be down. This slide is continuing on the Chicago Board of Trade. We'll get her thoughts on what to expect as this week goes on and... Farm Futures recently wrapped up a survey of growers looking ahead to the 23 season. What's that acreage gonna look like as 23 comes into focus? Jack, he'll talk about all of that when we return and Mark Margosian will be in. We'll talk global standing for com- construction, com- material handling and ag tires when AOA returns.
3: Choose the proven performance of the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, featuring high yielding Extend Flex soybeans and the exceptional weed control of Extendamax herbicide with vapor grip technology. Elite genetics, triple herbicide tolerance, flexibility that delivers results, backed by 25 years of innovation. That's the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, the system of choice. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Always follow stewardship practices, all pesticide label directions, and check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state.
4: They say if you listen hard enough, you can hear the corn grow. It's true. When you're out in the field, you understand its challenges and what it needs to thrive. Channel Seedsmen bring insights from the field to our team of bear plant breeders. Their knowledge inspires our product development. From your best ground to your most challenging conditions, our products are designed to perform in your fields. Visit ChannelListens.com to see our latest innovations. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label
7: directions. This is AOA for the American Ag Network. I'm Richard Risfit with this market update. The recession trade continues to dominate money flow in both the energy and grain and oilseed sectors this morning. This thinking is based on expectations that the Fed's hawkish stance will sufficiently slow the economy to reduce demand for these commodities below their respective supply levels. It's been the predominant thinking on Wall Street since mid-June during times when actual fundamental news was lacking. Confidence is growing that this year's national corn crop will come in below trend yields, but the debate continues over the scope of those losses. Traders are less sure that the soybean crop will come in below trend, although that cannot be yet ruled out. And the first ship out of the Black Sea carrying agricultural products arrived in Africa yesterday, a milestone considering one of the goals of getting grain out of Ukraine was to boost food security in the region. Ukraine has now shipped about 1.5 million metric tons of ag products since the deal was reached to get grain and other products out of the war-torn country. The ships left on about 61 cargo carriers under the deal that was brokered by Turkey and the United Nations. But we are also getting news that Russia continues to strike Ukrainian grain storage facilities at the ports, particularly at Mykolaiv. Another strike took place at Ukraine's second-largest port yesterday, damaging grain storage facilities and initiating a fire that was still burning today. Photos from the area show holes in the roofs of at least two grain storage facilities. Mykolaiv is relatively close to the front line fighting between Russia and Ukrainian troops, which is currently focused on Kursin and the nuclear plant. Let's take a look at the commodity numbers. September corn down eleven and a half at six sixty-eight and a quarter. Bean September up seven at fifteen twenty. Wheat Chicago September down three and a quarter at seven ninety-five. Kansas City, September, down one and three quarters at nine oh seven. And that Minneapolis September wheat that is down one and a quarter at nine oh three and a quarter. While well, the Dow right now is up about twelve points, the dollar is sitting at one oh eight point eight, and crude oil is trading down almost a buck and a half at just over ninety dollars a barrel. This is AOA for the American Ag Network. I'm Richard Ristvet.
1: Welcome
0: back, ladies and gentlemen, to AOA, Wednesday, August 31st, here at the Trelleborg booth, booth 928 at the Farm Progress Show. We're here today, folks. We will be here tomorrow, if you didn't make it by broadcasting from 9 to 10. Taking a look at the world of agriculture today, it's hard not to notice that that commodity market is continuing to sell off. We're seeing weakness in corn, beans, wheat, cattle, and hogs today. Joining us to talk about it for a few minutes is Jackie Holland, Grain Markets Analyst with Farm Futures. Jackie, what's going on? on here with these commodity markets.
10: So kind of similar to what we saw yesterday, we're seeing a lot of outside pressure from financial markets spilling over into the ag sector. The dollar is climbing back up, uh, oil is down, and a lot of that is just on those kind of continued worries that we are moving into a global recession. So that's really kind of hitting wheat and corn hard, Uh, soybeans kind of pared back some of their losses on some good export news we got from usda today
0: okay so we did get some export sales numbers we got a flash sale i'm guessing
10: yes yes because
0: we're not going to have any export sales from the usda on thursday for some time is my understanding jackie that, have you been following this
10: oh yes it's it's caused quite a lot of drama so in what, what happened
0: i don't think we've talked about it here on the show usda What's yep. the deal? No more export sales.
10: USDA's Foreign Ag Service, uh, they're in the process of revamping their website uh, to make it more user friendly. They've had some kind of technical snafus along the way, and they're just trying to get that sort out, sorted out as soon as possible before they start releasing information. They want to be releasing accurate information, so that. Kind of seems to be the direction that they're headed.
0: Okay, so we'll just continue watching, but it will be radio silence. It sounds like on Thursday mornings for yeah, the time being for, yeah, from experts. Yeah, for a Cells. little bit. Yep, right. until
10: we hear until we hear further.
0: Indeed. Well, Jackie, we've got a lot of farmers here excited about harvest. They're looking ahead to these yields that could be coming this year. But you've asked them recently to look ahead to 2023. You unveiled yes. your survey results. What are farmers, as of October, or excuse me, August first, planning to plant in
10: 23? Corn. They are going hard on corn in 2023. We are looking at, we're forecasting 94.3 million acres of corn to be planted. Uh, That's up 5% from acreage this year. Soybeans are going to be at 87.3 million acres. That's down fractionally from this year. Um, And we're going to see a really big winter wheat boom uh, and paired back spring wheat acres that are going to add about 1.8 million total wheat acres to planted acreage next year.
0: Interesting. Jackie, how long has Farm Futures been running this summer survey, looking ahead to the next year's crop? Um,
10: I think since the early 2000s. It was before my time, Okay. yeah, I think think early 2000s.
0: Do you know offhand, I mean, how close do we end up sticking to farmer's estimates? Because there's a lot that can change yet in 22.
10: Right. Um, It depends, you know, it really depends on the time of year. Uh, our estimates in January and March of this year were pretty much dead on with USDA's March 31st uh, forecast. But these markets change so quickly, they're so volatile, um, and it just, you know, really kind of depends also on what the weather's doing. So it's, you know, it's never, it. these aren't, these are static markets, so these are great forecasts in the beginning of August. but you know, there's a lot that could shake out between now and and next April.
0: That's true, and Jackie, I know one of the things that that could change farmers' decisions is fertility. The cost of fertilizer, you keep track of that. It has been on a tear. Where do you think fertilizer goes from here?
10: I don't, you know, with everything going on in the natural gas markets, Uh, especially in Europe we're seeing European fertilizer producers cut back production pretty dramatically because natural gas prices are so high that tells me that we're still going to be looking at some constricted supplies as we look into the spring not just in the US but probably globally as well Um, so yeah tighter supplies means higher prices so if growers have the opportunity to lock in prices for 2023, I you know, I think the sooner they can do that, the more comfortable their profit margins are gonna be for next year.
0: Okay, keep that in mind, folks. These things are changing very, very quickly in the world very of commodity quickly. pricing in very 2022. Quickly. Now, Jackie, we've gotta let you go. I understand you will be on stage both today and tomorrow here at the Farm Progress Show. Where are you gonna be and where can folks catch you?
10: Yes, so every day at 10 a.m. I'm giving a marketing outlook at the Wallace's Farmer Hospitality Tent. So stop by, listen to my reports, and stop by and talk markets with me afterwards.
0: Absolutely. Jackie's a great one to talk to. Jackie, we're going to let you get on the road. Thanks for joining us here for AOA.
10: Thank you, Mike.
0: And folks, we are going to take a moment and we are going to be speaking to Mark Margosian. He is the regional marketing manager for the Americas at Trelleborg Wheel Systems. He keeps his finger on the pulse of all the different market segments that Trelleborg is involved in. That's agriculture, that's construction, that's material handling. We're going to talk about the status
8: of those industries here with Mark right now. Mr. Margosian, thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Mike. So excited to be here. And my first radio show ever in my life. So I'm I'm, I'm well, I'm thrilled. glad you picked AOA to make your first one. let us We've been talking about ag tires
0: for the past couple days with Chris and with the rest of the team here at Trellaborg. I want to pick your brain in a little different direction, Mark, construction. That has been hot this past year.
8: Are you seeing that industry strength resonate all the way down to the tires? So construction market for sure. Um, recently passed the, the US infrastructure bill which has added, don't quote me, roughly six hundred billion dollars of new spending. In total, it's something like one point two trillion dollars as a bill. Uh, the market's estimated, I've read many different studies, but you know, we're seeing two and a half to five percent annual compounding growth over the next five years. So right down to the tire, right down to the widget, right down to the screw and bolt, you know, the, the logistics market is, is struggling to keep up with this new global demand, and it's, it's amazing. It's it awesome. Is unbelievable.
0: And you mentioned the American market. We're gonna be buoyed here over the next several years with all of that construction spending globally. I
8: mean, how? what are you hearing from your peers at Trelleberg? How's construction looking around the world? Construction market's strong, but we're, we're seeing an increase in the U.S. market because of the infrastructure billing. So, you know, for me, all things home here in the, in the States, but, you know, I'm responsible for the Americas, U.S., Canada, Mexico, and we're seeing a strong market all the way through in all of our business segments. Wow.
0: And when we say a strong market, I mean, how how far in advance are these construction groups securing tires from you? these OEMs? Are they planning out a year in advance, Mark? Two years? What's the, the
8: industry look like? So difficult to quote specifics without looking, but every one of our OEM partners and throughout all of our segments, we just keep, you know, we, we keep in suggesting, forcing get your orders in the queue so we can better manage, so we can better work that downstream pipeline and stay ahead and work with you to keep up with the needs. And the forecasts are changing on a, on a weekly, monthly basis based upon what they're seeing. But it's it's growth, growth, growth. It, it's the numbers are up. So it, it's numbers
0: awesome. are up. The other sector of the economy that we have seen really in the spotlight, news-wise, over the past several years, has been the supply chain, getting those materials moved from one area to the other. Mark, that's crucial.
8: How does that sector look? So it, it's so bizarre to me. Um, we watched the, the ports of LA. So the number of vessels sitting in the harbors are down, which is a good thing, so that they're moving the, the product through the supply chain faster. However, we're seeing shortages on the transportation market. There's just not enough chassis to move the containers that are hitting the ports. So, getting our pro- so we're, we're getting them on the boats, right? We're, we're moving them across the ocean. We're receiving them and they're improving that segment. And now they're getting to the depots, the, the trans- transportation Um, gateways where they're moving coming off the rail not enough trucking chassis to get the product back to us Uh, the entire pipeline has been shifting over the last 18 months and it's it's a juggling act yeah it is insane and it's
0: incredible to watch it develop globally and now mark I want to bring us back to agriculture that's why we're here that's why we've got all these farmers at this booth looking at tires you've got us canada and mexico the us is we've been talking a lot about a lot of excitement this year what are you hearing in mexico and in canada our two partner nations north and south what does their ag economy
8: look like from the perspective of tires um okay so from all three segments and and there's just not enough tires to satisfy all marketplaces and all customers and it's been a juggling act and, and working with across all of our portfolio um But the market has been strong across all segments. Mexico, I'm I'm not as up-to-date where I need to be at this moment in time. But Canada, the order has been coming strong as well. And it's just more and more competition. Uh, Everyone's looking for every tire they can possibly get their hand on. And they're, they're
0: getting their tires, they can get their hands on that work for their modern equipment. That was something Chris was mentioning earlier. We're seeing the, the requirements of tires that guys have used for years. They're growing as these machines are moving faster, as they're weighing more. Mark, is that a trend you think the industry is gonna to continue to move
8: in? We're seeing a trend of larger tires. Um, here in the you know the. US is different than other markets and every market slightly unique, different sized equipment, different sized farms in each market region in the US and you know I've, I've cut my teeth in the construction and material handling so agricultural markets a little bit newer for me. Uh, but everything I'm seeing is bigger equipment, right Big requires bigger tires. So we are seeing that shift. Um, technologys changing and, and, and many farms are different you know different applications, different needs um different cycles of the, the marketplace so we're trying to keep up with technology and constantly improving what we can deliver to the marketplace uh and, and most importantly improve our capacity and output to keep up with the marketplace
0: yeah it the, the capacity growth of this equipment and the more i look around at the the things on display here the more i see it room for growth in the technology that that puts that power on the ground and that's sure. what trelliborg and mitas have been working
8: on it's all about all about but I, I you know just if i could step back half a second so excited to be here at farm progress you know we haven't been here in 4 years uh, i love this show the largest outdoor show in the marketplace and, and it's just so exciting to be here we invested in a larger booth size so we could entertain and the first night we got mike i'm sitting with mike pearson here in the trail board <laughs> booth you know what what a treat for me it is and just you know we've invested heavily to be here and, and, yeah. and show our show our good wares um, just yesterday we had governor of iowa we, we had um, Kim Reynolds out in the tractor, yes. out, in the, out in the pond, floating in our tractor. We're talk about
0: that, Mark. If you could stick around, I want to talk uh, about I'll the Mitas Floating Tractor on. when AOA returns I'll right after here. this. Hi, this is Mike Pearson. You're listening to AOA, Agriculture of America. Don't go away. More AOA coming
3: right up.
9: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens.
7: Most people
9: don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence,
5: changes your entire life.
9: So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early.
5: My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't
3: want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
1: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
9: Nothing offers an opportunity to bond and give thanks quite like breaking bread together. we can make a difference, bite by bite.
3: Choose the proven performance of the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Featuring high yielding Extend Flex soybeans and the exceptional weed control of Extend herbicide with vapor grip technology. Elite genetics, triple herbicide tolerance, flexibility that delivers results, backed by 25 years of innovation. That's the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. The system of choice. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Always follow stewardship practices, all pesticide label directions, and check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state.
4: They say if you listen hard enough, you can hear the corn grow. It's true. When you're out in the field, you understand its challenges and what it needs to thrive. Channel Seedsmen bring insights from the field to our team of bear plant breeders. Their knowledge inspires our product development. From your best ground to your most challenging conditions, our products are designed to perform in your fields. Visit Channellistens.com to see our latest innovations. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
0: This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. Today, Patty Urich, commodity broker for CHS, shares why it's vital for farmers to have a marketing plan. Patty, dry weather in certain parts of the country could impact the crop outlook. How does this affect the way growers should think about their marketing plans?
5: Well, typically a marketing plan encompasses several crop years. We know Mother Nature throws us a curveball. Too hot and dry, too cold and wet, or just right. Build your marketing plan to that just right, but be ready to adjust it and make sure it's flexible if necessary.
0: Patty, why is it necessary to have a crop marketing plan in the first place?
5: A marketing plan is necessary to help you reach your goals. However, a plan is nothing if it's not executed. This is where a consultant can come in and help to execute your plan.
0: Follow-through is key, but coming up with a marketing plan can be overwhelming for a lot of growers. What's your advice to farmers just getting started?
5: A marketing plan can and should be simple. But most importantly, it needs to be customized to your individual operation. It should be understood by the farmer and rancher and agreed upon between you and your consultant.
0: Where can farmers go for help in creating that marketing plan?
5: I have a couple suggestions. First of all, and most importantly, you need to work with someone you trust. They need to become part of your team and work on your behalf. I like to keep it local if you can, Local people know your basis levels, they know your logistics, they know what your weather patterns have been, so they can kind of help you with your yield expectations. Also, your consultant has to be available. Communication is the key to making a good marketing plan and, once again, executing that plan.
0: Folks, we've been talking to Patty Urich, commodity broker at CHS. Patty, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Learn more about the benefits of cooperative ownership at cooperativeownership.com.
1: Welcome back, ladies
0: and gentlemen. AOA continues here in the Trelleborg booth, 928. Folks, I'm going to keep saying it because we want you to come on down. We've got one more day of broadcasting. It's tomorrow, Thursday from 9 to 10. We'll be here at the booth. And we've got two more days yet of panels here at the Trelleborg booth, 10 o'clock this morning in booth 928. We're talking soil health with our friends from Continuum Ag. And tomorrow, we're going to take a look at these volatile markets. So be sure to come by Trelleborg from, well, anytime, between 9 and 11 tomorrow or in the afternoon, 3 p.m., Chris Snyder will be given his sidewall information tour, and he'll have another one of those tomorrow, getting the inside line on the tires. we got a couple of guests in this segment. I will just turn first to Mr. Rob Ewalt. He is the president of the Iowa Soybean Association. He's joined us here on the program before, but we're talking to him because, Rob, you got to be the captain of a pretty unique vessel yesterday. Can you tell us what you were driving around in the water?
1: I have the Tractor with the BTOS floating uh, flotation tires, and it was pretty darn cool.
0: Oh, all right, and I'm going to ask you that one more time because That's- I had the microphone muted. Rob, I am so sorry. You were captaining <laughs> a unique
1: a- vessel yesterday. What was it? Oh, I was I was fortunate enough to uh, drive that New Holland Tractor with the Mitas tires down into the pond and go floating around for a little bit. <laughs> that is quite the party piece that we have on hand from our friends here at Mitas. Mark, what was the
0: story on the floating tractor? It's not the first time. It's It's been at a Farm Progress show.
8: It has. We brought it want uh, 2016, I think, was the first time we put it in the pond. Um, and we, we put it in on Wednesday, and uh, so exciting to see. We are a firm believer in flotation, so what better way to do that than actually floating a tractor out in the pond? And the, the, the audience has been amazing. Everyone's coming out, you did what? Why did you do that? Because we can. Because you can, but Mark, as
0: you think about a, a promotion like that, I've got a feeling the insurance agents were getting involved
8: and the higher-ups were going, let's test
0: this somewhere first.
8: Sometimes you do it first and ask for permission. You know, Better to get forgiveness than permission sometimes. But you know, we've got our global commerce manager here, and you know, she got for a ride in the, in the tractor as well. It's, just, it's It's something different, and it's a story you can tell, and it's fun, it's energetic, it's positive. And we believe in flotation for our farm, so we want to improve yield. So come on by the Trailbook booth and, and hear about flotation and why it's good for you guys. That's right. It works
0: on all farms. And Rob, what was it like sitting behind the wheel of a place you have sat many times, looking over the cab of a tractor as you nosed into a pond? And then did you start floating right away? I've heard there's a little bit of a moment where you're, you're not sure if it's going to come back
5: up.
1: There, There is, and it, it was a great experience when you went down and you saw the tires start coming coming up and i think the guy that was riding with said porpoising or something like that so we were were going up and down and 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 it was it was really neat it's one of those things that uh when i when i go home or when i talk to some of my friends i said i got to drive that tractor in the pond and they said oh we heard about that how was it it was it was great i mean what a great way to to showcase the ultimate in flotation i mean it, it really is and uh But it was a little bit tough climbing up in there, though, with those big, big fat tires on there. And they didn't put any extra stairs for you.
0: (laughs) Mark, as you think about what's next, obviously, the floating
8: tractor is pretty cool. Can we fly one? What's what's the next promotion
2: here, do you think?
8: We're going to have to think how to improve upon this one. And and while it's not the first time we've done, we're still gathering the crowds and everyone's excited to see it. And, And I mentioned earlier, we even had Governor Kim Reynolds in the tractor yesterday. So she took the plunge into the pond and, and she came out smiling. She loved every minute of it. That so, is fantastic. Mark, you,
0: you've been around your two days here at Farm Progress. You've seen the crowds, you've had the conversations. How have they
8: been so far? The questions been good coming from the audience members. They are, and I think everyone's excited to be meeting people again in the marketplace. So you know, to be able to be here in this beautiful weather, I mean, far supersedes the expectations. The weather is amazing and everyone's out you know the streets are full and everyone's walking the shows and people just want to be shaking hands again and saying hello and talking face to face so it's just a great opportunity
0: it is very neat and rob of course they're going to be here they're going to go back home you're going to have a lot of soybean growers getting in that combine here shortly what have you heard from members excited about getting that combine rolling
1: if in areas in areas, we're we're uh, there's been some there's been some weather issues across Iowa, but where, where we live in eastern Iowa, we've been very fortunate and blessed with, with adequate rainfall, and and the uh, crops look very good over that way.
0: That is good to hear. We like to see those good looking crops and we do that in Iowa by keeping our machines well maintained, keeping our tires new and properly inflated, as we heard from Chris Snyder earlier, all of that's important and by keeping our soil healthy and Mark, we're gonna be talking about that here at the panel at 10 o'clock in the Trello board booth. Folks, if you're on the grounds, come on down and see us. You can see us today at 10 and tomorrow from nine to 10. We'll be broadcasting the show live from the booth and then From 10 to 11, we'll be talking markets tomorrow, Thursday, at the Trelliborg booth. Guys, Mark, you got another day left. You're in Iowa. It's your first time on the radio. What else do you plan to do while you're out in the country this week?
8: I'm spending my time here. We're going to go see all of our beautiful tires and all of these OEM equipments and fitments. And I'm going to go be walking the show and saying thank you to all of our partners in the marketplace. That's
0: a great point. You mentioned people can find Trelleborg tires, not just here at the booth. They can find it on a lot of the equipment on the grounds and over on the ride and drive.
8: The Trailborg tires, the Metas tires, we've got a lot of great fitments on the equipment here. And the equipment is just amazing. So I'm going to check out every one of them.
0: Gotta love it. And folks getting out there in that ride and drive, seeing that soil run underneath those tires. It won't be too long. Harvest will be here and we'll be moving on. Rob, what else do you have planned here? Any big soybean events at the Farm Progress show or are you here as a, as a personal day?
1: We have a little bit going on this afternoon a press conference that I have to be at. It's We're really promoting the, the recycled asphalt that's down in the Varied Industries tent. Uh, we've...
0: And that's, that's recycled asphalt with a soybean treatment that basically makes it new.
1: Soybean oil that, that they somehow magically changed into a glue that holds it all together and and so yeah, what a great opportunity, it's it's high oleic soybean oil, uh, check off dollars being used and we actually get to walk on that product, which doesn't happen very often when we, when we invest in, it's hard to see the finished product and, and in this case we did.
0: That is fantastic, folks. That's a varied industries tent. See that soybean asphalt from the Iowa Soybean Association, Iowa State University and Farm Progress, and come by Trellaborg Booth 928. Mark Margosia, thank you for joining us on the
8: radio today. True privilege, Mike. Thank you very much.
0: And folks, as I mentioned, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got a lot more coming from Trelloborg, a lot more coming from Farm Progress 2022. If you're on the grounds, drop us a note on Twitter. We'd love to see you. Come by Booth 928. That's Trelleborg Mitas. At Farm Progress 2022. Tune in tomorrow, folks. We'll have more (laughs) AOA. Agriculture of America. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world.
7: The archaeological record suggests that wheat was first cultivated in the regions of the Fertile Crescent, also known as the Cradle of Civilization, around 9600 BC. The Roman goddess Ceres, who was deemed protector of the grain, gave grains their common name today, cereal. Wheat is the primary grain used in U.S. grain products. Approximately three-quarters of all U.S. grain products are made from wheat flour. The first bagel rolled into the world in 1683 when a baker from Vienna, Austria, was thankful to the king of Poland for saving Austria from Turkish invaders, the baker reshaped the local bread so that it resembled the king's stirrup. The new bread was called bugel, derived from the German word for stirrup. Ancient traditional tortillas were made from ground corn by Mexican natives as long as 2,000 years ago. However, flour tortillas only started to become popular in the 19th century. More types of foods are made with wheat than with any other cereal grain. These Farm Facts brought to you by the American Egg Network.